and welcome back to Utter Descent. I am Brian, and with me today I have Kevin, as always. Welcome back, guys. And we have a new guy on the show, my brother Eric. Hey, what's up? So we're going to take a look at Team Fortress 2, which I know many people absolutely love this game. Um, but before we get into that, I wanted to give Eric a chance to go through an introduction to you know his gaming history and what he likes and what he fucking hates. So take it away, Eric. Right. So I started out on the NES and moved on to the N64, probably similar to what we've already heard from Brian. Um, moved into PlayStations 1 and 2 and then Xbox, Xbox 360. Big fan of the Xbox games. Xbox exclusives like Halo are definitely top of my list. Uh, You're here. Yeah. <laughs> After that, uh, I did wind up getting an Xbox One after a solid two years of resistance, uh, <laughs> followed by one year thereafter getting it taken from my house in the dead of night, kind of like anti-Christmas, <laughs> where they they actually come into your house and remove all the games that you already bought and remove all the Xbox consoles that you have in your house. So, yeah, recently... Every, every gamer's nightmare. Yeah, yeah. So recently, in the last like year or so, I've been stuck with the PC, mingling with the master <laughs> race as it is. I mean, you can't uh, steal, you can't steal Steam games. So. It's true. That's true. It's absolutely true. <laughs> so, other than the consoles, I've uh, been playing since Windows DOS on the PC, but mostly I prefer to do strategy games because I don't have to be super accurate in strategy games on the PC, at least. Got to get those Twitch controls down, man. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So, big fan of StarCraft and not so much StarCraft 2, but that's for another another time. Yeah, one of these days we'll get to that one. It's a battle for me. I think that might me. actually be on our list. <laughs> I think it is, yeah. So, uh, before we, we go any further with like what your favorite games are and which ones you really do not like, um, tell us a little bit more about your house getting robbed, because... That was a, a horribly funny story. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So so it's about something like 4 a.m. And I wake up and I hear my roommate like stomping out of his room, followed by him knocking on my door saying, yeah, I think we got robbed. I'm like, what do you mean you think <laughs> we got robbed? He's like, our living room's empty. I'm like, what? No. No, it's not. It's that you're lying, right? Like, <laughs> there's no way we got robbed. He's like, yeah. And they also took all of our computers from our room. I'm like, no, that's not the case. <laughs> so I come out, and uh, what do you know? They got all their electronics taken from out from under their nose. My my PC, thankfully, was untouched. So oh, I nice. can still get my my Hearthstone fix, but. All my other main <laughs> games were were removed from my possession, unfortunately. And now I suddenly have sympathy for Xbox claiming that, you know, the CDs are dead and that they just want you to download games offline. Because <laughs> no matter what, I still have Fallout 4. <laughs> hey, that's... Just can't play it. You know, <laughs> EA and uh, Microsoft may be giant dicks, but <laughs> you can't steal their products. If they're on a server. There you go. This is true. So I guess GameStop was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So specifically, what did they steal of of yours? Because I know you said your computer was safe because it was in your room, which you said was locked. But what what consoles did they get? Uh, They got two Xbox 360s that one of them was mine, one of them was my friend's, with a quite recently purchased, you know, whatever the big internal hard drive was at the time. I had to grab it for playing uh, Destiny, the most expensive game I've ever bought, because I had (laughs) to get a bigger hard drive to be able to download it. Yeah, and then they also got the Xbox One and, like, you know, all the controllers and stuff like that. Along with my entire collection of Xbox 360 games, which was probably, you know, it could fill, like, a big old chest, which is sad, not because I really thought I was going to go play them, but they're kind of like gems, you know, where you just, it's just nice right. to have. It's like books. You might have already read them all, but you're not going to throw them away. Right. It's like my collection I'm currently staring at. I can't remember the last time I picked up any of those that aren't Halo, um, but I'm not going to get rid of them. Yeah. The best Although, part. You can, you can take a little bit of solace in knowing that they're not worth anything. So they basically just stole like a big 20 pound weight that's worth $10. Right, yeah. so that was the best part about talking to the police was they're like, all right, so what What did they steal? I'm like, all right, I'll be back in a second. You can talk with the other guys. And I come back with like <laughs> like a Word document that's like super long, just listing out all the games I know that I've had. And I provided it to them. And they said, all right, and how much did all this, is this all this worth? Like, What's like the value <laughs> that's been taken from you? And I'm like, ooh. <laughs> Maybe like twenty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but they're mine. <laughs> With some in store credit. That's yeah. <laughs> right. Depends on if you're gonna trade in store if you want money. <laughs> right. Maybe twenty five, right? <laughs> I was gonna say, like, that's probably the least efficient robbery ever. Like just the amount of like pounds per what the price is for per that dollar. Thing. Yeah, like especially oh, yeah. going for the three sixties, like come on, there's like $20 trade-ins or something like yeah I know I think if you go to the store and buy one it's probably on the order of 80 to 100 dollars depending on what hard drive it has right but that's yeah. not what you're gonna get <laughs> the best part was that they were in a duffel bag because we just moved so like they didn't oh, even so need it was to, like, really easy they just had to pick up the duffel bag oh, man. <laughs> you know maybe they're just some old school gamers who are like oh sweet 360 games look at this library because that's the only thing that makes sense to me right next time you got to leave out like an old dos computer and see if they go for that yeah i don't know man it's just so petty you're gonna come (laughs) into my house why don't you take stuff that's valuable instead of the things that are only valuable to me well okay hold on back up a second was there anything else that they could have taken that would have been valuable i mean this was a college house yeah well they didn't take the tv but that's kind of a hassle that's bulky yeah no there really isn't anything valuable in that house except for the (laughs) except for the computers and the phones that they got oh they took the phones too yeah they took my friend's phones which is crazy because if you have two people sleeping in a room you think it's pretty pretty safe right like at least you'd know yeah those people are sneaky yeah they're maybe they had some of those uh foot-shaped shoes so that you know really good for (laughs) sneaking around right right Maybe they were really clean. They took off their shoes before they walked in. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So, yeah, that fucking sucks. I mean, it's it's funny, but at the same time, we we joke about how little money it's worth, but the time it would take for you to go back and actually purchase those games, let alone just trying to get a new Xbox One, you know, because trade-in for that's going to be virtually nothing, but if you want to get one, it's going to cost, you know, a few hundred bucks. It's It's not easy to replace those losses. Right. Yeah, that's why I haven't replaced them yet. One day, I'm sure I will, but not right now. <laughs> yeah, we had our house robbed when I was living with Brian. And uh, <laughs> that was kind of weird because the first thing I was like, oh, crap, did they take the video games? And they didn't take... We had all this stuff laying out there, like all these consoles, TVs. I even had a brand new work computer, laptop sitting in a box, wasn't even unwrapped. They didn't take any of that stuff. What they did take, they took my 3DS, which really pissed me off. Because <laughs> it was like, you you missed all the stuff, but you managed, you knew what that was to take that, which was like the most expensive thing probably. And it was in a pack with all my games. So like that took me a long time to get that stuff, to rebuy that. And then they took an they airsoft gun. They probably had a kid. They were like, oh, oh man, yeah. my daughter would really like this. <laughs> yeah, along with all the, <laughs> all the, uh, what, the painkillers that they took too. I'm sure they were like, ooh, sweet. Yeah, we were lucky we got robbed by junkies instead of gaming connoisseurs. Yeah, they even skipped. I was getting a uh, tablet for my dad for Christmas. And it was literally sitting in the box on top of my nightstand. I wasn't, we weren't home. And they didn't take that. But I think they took my Kindle, and then they opened the drawer and took this airsoft gun. I was like, <laughs> "That's not. <laughs> That's not a gun. It's you not a dumb shit. It was in a holster though, so you couldn't see that it was actually an airsoft gun. So they oh, must. But gonna, come like, on, if yeah, yeah, it weighs like it up, a pound. They'd be like, "This is not a gun. There's no way this is a gun." And then six months later, <laughs> I was checking the police reports, and someone got robbed with a fake gun on like, That's a, awesome. like a, a mile away and i was like it it must be that person because why would you do that i don't know how tricked me maybe it'll trick someone else yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know not the smartest criminals no no that was funny because when i came back kevin had the entire basement door barricaded because he couldn't he didn't know how to lock the uh the cellar door mm. so he just had it barricaded from door to wall to make sure they couldn't come in oh it was there. it was there was some home alone stuff going on there i mean literally <laughs> i was home alone Stepped and on my name's thumb tacks. yeah i had yeah i had uh i put cans at like all the windows and doors i think i moved the sofa <laughs> up against the cellar door because i think it had a lock but i was like i don't think it's gonna hold if someone actually tried to break in because they broke the window the last time yeah and then they that, weren't they weren't kidding they legitimately broke in yeah and then that that door still had the freaking hole in it. So I like, I think I had a neighbor come over and we like nailed it shut with a, a, a two by four. Piece of, yeah. Two by four on top of it. Then I put a two by four running from the edge of the door to the opposite wall. So they couldn't even move it forward if they did manage to open it. And then I put cans all over it. It was, it was kind of crazy. <laughs> and the funny thing for me was when I came back and saw all this, I took a look at the two by four and I'm like, you guys do know you just screwed this into the molding around the door, right? Like, there's literally nothing stopping them from kicking the door down except for the 2x4 running to the other wall. Exactly. I see. That's why you got multi-layered defense. Okay. Yeah. I, I just wish you hadn't put holes in the wall. <laughs> <laughs> because I had to fix those later. There was already a hole in the floor. 
where all the cold uh, would yeah. come in. So <laughs> that house was terrible. Well, yeah, that that's neither here nor there. That house fucking sucked. Yeah. But uh, all right. Anyway, let's let's get out of this digression. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, Getting back, robbed sucks. <laughs> back to yeah. Back to what we're here for. So, so TF two. Yeah. No, no, no. First, Eric's got to go what? over as uh, oh. top favorite and, and least favorite games okay. he's not done introducing himself okay. Jeez, Kev. all right i'm just really excited no because <laughs> you can't wait to hear how much i fucking hate this game yeah. and admit that you're wrong <laughs> all right <laughs> anyway so <laughs> yeah i mean starting off like i was a real big fan of the heroes of my magic games and to an extent i still am i don't have the time to devote the the kind of resource management that's required to play those games right now but uh turn-based strategy games were real big when i was growing up because you know not quite as stressful as actually doing a real-time thing uh those were very good turn-based ones too oh yeah and uh then later halo became the main the main game along with uh call of duty modern warfare 2 before modern warfare so <laughs> i i had to backtrack my way through that series but first person shooters are are some of my favorite also i got on the minecraft train and loved it for about two years before before the magic faded but i know <laughs> brian's uh still deep into the minecraft-esque games the crafting <laughs> games so i get frequently yeah. reintroduced to the crafts <laughs> yeah how many how many hours do i have in uh seven days to die no actually i'm not gonna say right yeah <laughs> hundreds i'm sure maybe maybe more but yeah, yeah other than that i mean i know i'm supposed to talk about the games that i absolutely hate but there aren't really that many games that i absolutely hate i absolutely hate playing 007 goldeneye against people who are older than me <laughs> or at least younger me did because <laughs> you just get drilled into the ground and that game has no aiming premise <laughs> yeah that's that's true eric is gonna have a very different uh outlook on this kind of shit because kevin and i not only were we both the oldest but kevin didn't play against i'm assuming you didn't play against your sister because she doesn't seem to give two shits about games yeah so nope. eric will have the unique opinion of having an older brother that for a long time didn't mind grinding him into the dirt <laughs> yeah that's great um <laughs> aside from that i also play csgo i'm not good at it whatsoever but my friends are super into it so i i like to drag the team down into lower skill brackets um and they're uh, to, they seem pretty happy that about that <laughs> so we should put that and one on the just, list it's a funny one just in case anyone uh, listening doesn't know what that is that's oh, counter-strike counter-strike global so, offensive the epitome of douchey online shooter where everyone's a total fucking asshole <laughs> yep everyone's an asshole and russian or i suppose they're just an asshole uh yeah why'd you say the same thing twice <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that game's fairly toxic and filled with people who already know how to play the game I would say the joining rate in that game is crippling to n close to none at this point. That's probably fair. I'd assume Team Fortress is about the same. That's a good segue into Team Fortress. Into Team Fortress. Oh, there yes. we go. That was very nice. All right. 
So yeah, I guess, uh, Kevin, you lead the way on this since this is your game. All right. All right. Gladly. So TF2, otherwise known as the greatest multiplayer teamwork-based game of all time. Brian, so what is your what is your intro for this game? Oh, man. Uh, Team Fortress is the game that, by all means, I should really like, and I literally cannot find anything that I like about it. It's just filled with a bunch of people who are so shoved up their own asshole about this game that I just can't stand playing it for more than than five minutes. I mean, I really don't think there's a single part of this that appeals to me. It's just not good. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, the entire online gaming community seems to be against me on this one, but I just, I can't stand it. Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll dive into that. Dive into that. Eric, do you have any comments? Sure. Disclaimer, I played Team Fortress 2 only a few times over the course of the past, I don't know, I guess 10 years or something at this point. Um, and every time it's been nearly impossible for me to really get deep into the game. It, it feels very unintuitive for your like newly joining members of the community and it feels like you don't have any way of progressing without investing a ridiculous amount of time to get on everyone else's level and that's kind of my baseline for my opinions on uh, tf2 surprisingly you have as many hours as i do in the game which means you put up with it for a lot longer than i did (laughs) well or the exact same amount of time well no i came back and put hours into it just for the podcast gotcha (laughs) you seriously gave it a shot (laughs) disclaimer i have like 860 hours so and that's not a joke he seriously means that it's disgusting (laughs) Uh, fond memories okay don't know how (laughs) maybe you are into horror and you just won't tell me that's why you like this so much you're just masochistic it it does take a different (laughs) mindset when you're playing tf2 like, you, you can't take your deaths seriously. I think there's even a reason it's not even on the scoreboard, except at the bottom, because you just don't want to know. I do, though. <laughs> no, 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 it's a different game. It's all about the team success. But the team success is so meaningless. That's the whole point of the game, though. I get it. It's in the name. <laughs> Why don't you provide us with a description of how you see Team Fortress, Kevin, for the layman? Okay. How's the game work? What's the point? What makes you like it? So let's see. First, we usually read the description from the page, and we'll, we'll see how that how that actually pairs up with reality. So the TF2, <laughs> so it says, nine distinct classes provide a broad range of tactical abilities and personalities, constantly updated with new game modes, maps, equipment, and most importantly, hats. Bull fucking shit. No, no, no. The hats. There are plenty Bull, of hats. I'll, are definitely I believe updated. the hats. I definitely <laughs> believe the hats. New maps? Are you fucking kidding me? I played this game for probably another 10 hours to do this podcast, and it was still Desert Industrial or Just Industrial. They have not made a new map. Hey, they've made, they've made tons of new maps. It just, just look the fucking same. Nobody wants to play them is the problem. <laughs> and nobody hosts it on their servers. There's tons of new content. It's just everyone goes back to all the same crap, which is kind of disappointing. And they've been playing this game for how many years? Over 10 years, they've yeah, been playing the same years. fucking thing. Hey, constantly it's, updated my ass. It's addicting. <laughs> okay, okay. So I'd say this is pretty accurate. 
I mean, there are nine classes. You have different abilities, <laughs> and the stuff gets updated. So I'd say this is one of the most accurate ones, and the hats are a top priority as well. So that's uh, yeah. <laughs> so how they compare? Mean, whenever, you, whenever you're advertising hats as part of your sell point for the game, I think that kind of explains everything about why I don't like this. So we can probably end the podcast here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie. The hats thing kind of has this weird, like, cultish vibe to it, but. I mean, this was really just the earliest form of the paid cosmetics model that all the free-to-play stuff. Because TF2, it used to have to pay for it. And it was one of the first games to go free-to-play and make all of its money off of, you know, cosmetics that don't change your gameplay. So mm-hmm. it kind of pioneered that whole thing, which, you know, depending on what you like in your games, it could be the best thing or the worst thing ever. Yeah, like last time we were talking about how Quake needs to be blamed for all the murky brownness of modern shooters <laughs> team fortress has to be blamed for all the bullshit micropayment stuff so they started this whoa, whoa, whoa. so all of you all of you are pissed off at ea for being assholes point your finger at team fortress they're the ones who did this yeah wow, i don't think really, I really firing shots there i don't know if, uh, <laughs> i don't know if that's completely valid <laughs> they may not have taken it to the asshole level that ea ended up going to but it's very clear who they were cheating off of because the game they were doing that with that got everyone all pissed off is Team Fortress scaled back on the team part of it with Star Wars overlay. Right. Uh, fair enough. But <laughs> no, no. I think the big problem with cosmetics is, and free to play in general, is that it makes it really difficult to progress without spending a significant amount of time because they want you to be enthralled with your possibilities of winning. It's kind of like gambling. That's part the, of the, <laughs> part of the toxicity that is free to play. Yeah, but I I understand the free to play, like Planet Side Two or some of those other ones where they basically let you play the entirety of the game, and you can legitimately unlock new equipment and stuff. They just make it take forever, so you have the option to buy it to get new weapons or or hats if you insist. What I don't like are the games like this one where the majority of the stuff you're buying have no impact on the game. And that's that's where I'm majorly calling bullshit because I can't understand how people can't look at it as problematic as gambling when you're not even progressing any anywhere forward in this. You're literally just throwing money into the wind so that your character can fart out rainbows and glitter as they're running around. It's, it's just meaningless. And it, it ends up confusing the game a lot. I mean, I don't think I don't think paid cosmetics is the fault of TF2 specifically. Like it's everywhere now. Yeah, but if they started it, I don't know if they necessarily started it, but I know that it was pretty early on compared to other games with a lot of the paid paid cosmetics and loot boxes too. So I, this is the first game that I ever heard loot boxes, and I'm pretty sure they're the ones that that like coined that phrase. I think they were called loot crates. Well, there you go. But I don't know. I don't know if they're they were the first ones. We can look that up later. Nah, I'm just going to go with it. And okay. And <laughs> be annoying about it. Okay. Someone anyway. else can fact check me and no one will ever call me on it, so. Uh, you're what's wrong with today's <laughs> world, Brian? <laughs> Fake news. God. Okay. Anyway, so what even is TF2? Let's, let me go into that. It's basically a team-based multiplayer game. So you have two teams, red and blue. Um, I think you go up to 16 players on each side. You have nine classes. 
And uh, there's a bunch of different modes. Um, there's cool ones like just capture the flag where you just move back or you, you actually have to um, capture this briefcase at the each flag. Of your headquarters. Yeah, there's just regular capture points where you have like usually five in a row and you got to push back and forth and get the capture points. It's like King of the Hill. My favorite one is the payload map. So you have to escort this bomb um, all the way down to this other end past multiple different checkpoints and then it blows up and you win if you get it there. Uh, so there's there's a lot of different variety in the game. And uh, yeah, the classes themselves are really distinct. So it's not like a typical shooter where everybody's just got freaking machine guns and it like really doesn't matter because you're all just firing bullets. You know, there's like flamethrowers, snipers, medic guns shooting needles, uh, rockets, grenades, you know, it's all kinds of stuff. And like, I think each, each playstyle is so unique. You know, if you're coming from a game like Beth or Call of Duty, it's not just like a running gun game. You got to change your whole mindset about how you use these different classes because they're so unique. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so I had a ton of fun with it just because it was so much different and all the other classes were so, you know, it's so specialized. You know, you got like a spy who can like take on the appearance of other players and infiltrate their defenses and backstab people. Like I don't no other game freaking has that. Like I just thought that was so cool. Or the engineers where you can build up all these turrets, teleporters. And so there's there's a lot of different roles. Um the offensive classes, defenders, and then, you know, just the specials like the sniper and scout. So they all have their own specialized role. And it's everyone coming together um to make it a team effort and lock down, you know, all the different flanks and everything. And when you're pushing you really feel like you're pushing as a team. That's all Team Fortress in a wrap there. If I could have a small counterpoint, I I disagree on everyone working as a team. I feel like the only people who actually are team players are the engineer and the medics because they're the most boring class to play as. I mean, the, the, the medic, you literally just walk behind someone and hold down the left mouse button until you get killed. And the engineer, you're just sitting there fucking hitting something with a wrench over and over and over again for an hour, and then you win or lose. So they're team players because they actually go out and do something that has nothing to do with actually progressing themselves like in the leaderboards and getting any personal glory. They're just cannon fodder for the enemy and to help out their teammates. But everyone else is out for themselves. Like they may hang out as a group just to spread out the damage, but they're the scout is not going out scouting ahead and saying, hey, they're over here. No, they're fucking running out there because they're fast and trying to get a couple kills before they get killed. I've never seen a scout saying, hey, they're flanking from the right. Yeah, I mean, I think, I don't know, it kind of depends on the players because they each provide equipment to make it, like, more of a team-based stuff with different buffs and different abilities. And, like, for the scout, like, I know one thing, there's this drink you can get that makes you invincible for a short period of time. So you can coordinate with everyone else if they have a lot of sentry guns around the corner. Um, you can take that run out and distract everyone, and they're shooting at you, and everyone, the team can move in and take out every, all their defenses. So there's always, like, team-based options. Yeah, you can lone wolf and just run off, but... I feel like it encourages that type of team play, and I've I've experienced a lot of that more. So it might just depend you know, on various douchebags online. I think the better way of putting it is that Valve has put together unique characters and forced you to play as a certain way. You're they're trying they've tried to find a way to give you weapons and buffs and whatever the hell you want to call them that kind of force you into the role rather than trying to give you the opportunity to play a certain way. You, you understand the distinction I'm trying to make? Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's not that 
everyone's still going to go out and try and get personal glory, but by making the heavy, for instance, walk like a tank, they can't just run out and kill everyone. They have to kind of stay back and hold the line. They can't just go out and kill everyone, right? So they have to actually stick with the group and mow people down. Otherwise, they're so huge, they're just a big target that'll get killed, right? So they, they pile on restrictions to your character that kind of force you into the role. Yeah, like I said, I mean, it's, it's pretty specialized roles that they have for each person. Right, and <clears throat> I think that's in some ways detrimental to how the game works because at least in the areas that I was playing in, you didn't hear a lot of, like, crosstalk in terms of, like... Right. Aside from medic... <laughs> screaming medic forever you don't you don't really get a lot of hey i need you know we need a turret here because the guy who's work who's working as the engineer isn't paying attention to the situation or uh like cha- like there's not a lot of strategizing for the whole raising tactics which could really work i would think but at least coming into it Every time I've come into it, it seems like it is a every man for himself kind of situation when you have this like possibility of really coordinating everything. You just wind up having a lot of people running out and dying without coordination. And I understand a lot of the game mechanisms that it kind of relies on is that speed and like kind of chaotic feel. And that's what people really like about it. But like, for instance, you wouldn't see people, like, standing in cover or something using it strategically to, like, you know, have crossfire or something against a, an oncoming enemy. It's more common for people to be jumping around and, you know, trying to evade fire rather than setting up. Holding the line. Yeah, like, holding the line, I guess, yeah. Also, it's a lot more fun to run straight into the enemy <laughs> than it is to hold strategic points or whatever. Right. Or if you see someone setting up a turret, I've almost never, unless they have a clan tag, seen someone stop and defend that guy while he's setting it up. Like right. Everyone just fucking sprints past and is like, nope, that's your thing. You, you're the engineer. You set that up. I'm going to go die again. No one's calling out, hey, I, we need a couple turrets down here. or We really need a teleporter or, hey, your teleporter broke. No one's helping. They're just kind of running out and dying right or i set up a teleporter it is here let's use it you know right hey everyone i i have this if you need health it's over here yeah i mean i will say there's not like i didn't experience too many instances of like voice chat and people talking with each other but i feel like a lot of it just like implied by the gameplay like you know as an engineer you know people need health you put it down people find out that's where it is and then everyone starts using it and depends on it and it kind of like the team play kind of emerges out of everyone trying to get the kills the offensive people because you know you have you know the objective is like you got to move over here and get kills but you can't just run out there or you're going to explode so you know you you kind of you know lean around the corners you take some shots and then if a bunch of people are doing that then you can get some kills that way and then push out i don't know i found it to be because the game is so narrow all the levels that you're kind of funneled through some areas sometimes and the combination of everyone attacking at once can kind of push through where you know, people don't just really run out there and die immediately. They usually do it with, like, some other people. And then you get that push going, and then you can break through. Yeah. Well, one last point before we, we move on. I just want to say that I think I've seen more team coordination and not strategy, but tactics in my Halo 2 days 
than I've ever seen in Team Fortress 2. Even whenever we were playing together, there was very little team coordination. But whenever I played Halo 2, even whenever I wasn't playing with my friends, there was a lot of coordination, especially on like the capture the flag or the deliver the bomb. I forget what they called that one. Those ones, because of the fact that everyone was on equal playing fields in terms of killing each other, you actually had to work as a team to complete those objectives. You couldn't just rush in like you do in Team Fortress and let it organically progress, unless the other team sucked. But if you were evenly matched, you had to actually come up with distractions and go, okay, guys, you two are going to go this way. We're going to go this way. You set off this over there, and then we're going to try and sneak in the back. You know, I distinctly remember having coordinated movements with complete strangers over group chat. So just just saying, the game that has team in the name, (laughs) you would expect that. I do think Kevin has a fair point, though, in terms of it, like, organically coming through, because something that Team Fortress did that I think is fairly unique, as opposed to something like Battlefields or something, it's really, really obvious who's a medic and who's a heavy, and everybody has a different body shape and style, right? Even though Mm -hmm. they're all red or they're all blue, it's pretty clear that if I'm walking into an area who... I would need to return to if I need some health or if I'm out of ammo or something like that, you know? No, that's definitely fair. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. And you, and like you were saying, Brian, they're committed to those roles. They've chosen to be a medic. They don't really have an option of doing anything else because they're Unless a medic you're right Mark. now. <laughs> yep. Battle medic. <laughs> Can yeah. you heal me? No, I'm busy getting kill sprees. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So we kind of talked about yeah, the impressions and some of the gameplay. So you mentioned the characters. Um, so what do you think about the different classes themselves? Like any favorites or... Yeah, no. <laughs> well, <laughs> no. Levels um, of hate for each one then. Yeah. So I, I literally went down the line as they appeared in the selection. So it went... The first one I played as was Scout. And excuse me for any paper shuffling. I'm looking at my notes. Um... I definitely remember the second that I started playing as the scout, I scrolled through my weapons and went, oh yeah, and I remember why I don't play as this guy, because his weapons are shit. I've got a shotgun, I've got a pistol, and I've got a bat. Fuck me. I don't want to play as this piece of shit. <laughs> um, I also very quickly remembered another reason that I didn't like the game, and this had nothing to do with the scout, but the lack of grenades. The first time I ever played this game, I remember thinking that I just hadn't unlocked them and then finally getting frustrated and going, Kevin, what is the grenade button? And you just scoffing at me and being like, grenades? Huh, this isn't Halo. We don't need grenades. <laughs> like, what do you mean I don't need grenades? I need something to chuck around the corner to get all those fuckers to go away. Maybe you should switch class to somebody who can do that, huh? To the grenade guy. <laughs> we have a whole class. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So it's funny um, It's funny you mentioned that because TF1, the TF Classic, which was basically just like this mod on top of Counter-Strike basically, or on top of Half-Life, and uh, there were grenades in that. Every class had grenades, and it was a spam fest, like just basically nonstop explosions. So that's kind of why they didn't give everyone a grenade because then it would just be raining grenades all the freaking time. Yeah, but you could still deal them out in a reasonable amount. I, I don't know. I just, I like having the option of going in, realizing shit's going south, 
dropping a grenade at someone's feet to give me a second to pull back. And that's probably part of the problem is I don't play like TF2 players play. You know, I can do the bunny hopping and all that nonsense that they do, but there's something about their their lack of interest in their life, um, which is yeah. weird because it takes so long to reload after you die. But I don't know. I don't know. I, I did not like the scout, and I immediately remembered my biggest gripe with this game, which is the fucking ringing of the bell every time you shoot someone. <laughs> <laughs> um... Oh my god. And let me let me go off on a tangent for a second. When we used to play this game together, I remember complaining about this all the time. And you guys were like, well, you can turn it off in the options. But you two were sitting right next to me. <laughs> and you fucking refused to turn it off. Because as Mark said, well, it helps me know whenever I hit someone. I mean, it I'm does. Like, yes, but you're, one of you two is playing as a pyro, and all that is is just... Like just <laughs> constantly happening every second. Oh my god. It's so annoying. It's so loud, too. It, it overlays everything else in the game. I don't know how you could play 860-whatever hours with that noise constantly happening well now you can change it to any kind of nice noise that you like so no, no, no. <laughs> that that would just make it even worse <laughs> oh my god i'll turn it to the sound of nails on a chalkboard and see if it's less great oh my god <laughs> um yeah we'll move through the the other players the scout I, I mean i gave each of them like one full match or something like that to make sure i was i wasn't just not used to playing as that person um so yeah the scout i immediately was just like this this guy sucks i've i think i killed maybe one person as him it was bullshit him and his stupid shotgun and no health um i think the next is the soldier if i remember correctly which uh, i mean i was okay with him i i wrote down that i got almost a half kd ratio which isn't too bad for being shit at this game but i just remember his guns also being nonsense like i get that they make the reload time on the rocket long so that you can't just constantly be killing everyone however that doesn't make it not grind my gears right like just because you're doing it to make the game more balanced doesn't stop it from being annoying um and the rest of his guns are useless as well like what was it shovel pistol shotgun Never found a reason to use anything other than the rocket launcher, and that was pretty much just standing at a distance yeah. and shooting it down a hallway and hoping it hits someone. It was it was very boring. Um, yeah, then I played as the as the pyro, and aside from the fact that the dinging was driving me insane, I realized with him that I didn't feel like I was doing anything. I didn't feel like I was having any impact. Mostly because you set someone on fire and they don't really react like they're on fire. And they don't, they don't, they just kind of fall over. Or they'll run around a corner and then fall over. Whereas at least with the soldier, you hit them and they blow into pieces and you go, okay, I may have died 12 times in a row, but that guy is paced on the wall now. So at least I feel like I did something. Whereas the pyro, it's like, I, I don't even know if I'm killing anyone because they kind of just run around a corner and either get healed or die or. I don't know, come up and kill me, even though I'm currently burning them to death. It's a very unimpactful class to play as. And I, does he even have another weapon aside from the fire axe? Oh yeah. No, they all have secondaries. So you can get 
mean, he's got a shotgun by default, but you can give him like a flare gun, so you can shoot people and they'll get catch on fire from. Yes, remotely. I remember getting killed from that a lot. That was, yeah, it's all so of a sudden fun. I'm just on fire. I'm like, what the fuck is this? But of course, I can't have that because I didn't pay money or play long enough to get that. So fuck me. <laughs> right, Kevin, would you mind describing the upgrade system and what the perks of having upgraded weapons is exactly yeah so let me yeah touch on that real quick it's it's not like a pay to win type thing because each one of the weapons has some downside you know you fire faster but you know it's less damage or the the blast radius is smaller or like you know you you can shoot the special critical thing but it takes way more ammo or you have less clips there's always like trade-offs so there's nothing's clearly like better than anything else and the way you unlock it is like you just play and then it randomly um over time like like a few times every hour you'll just get items at the end of your game like after you die so it's constantly just spitting stuff out at you um there's like trading that you can do too Uh, so it's i really like the weapon system i think it's kind of gone overboard recently because there's just so many weapons like you don't even know what the hell you're supposed to be using but it all kind of fits different play styles. I don't know. I've never noticed them actually doing anything. Yeah, there's no, there's no like clear upgrades, but there's some things that can be more useful. Like with the scout, like he's got his regular shotgun, but then you can upgrade to this double barrel, which blasts you backwards. So you can actually, you know, it's two shells and then you have to reload, but you can get off two quick shots and you can shoot it at the ground and it boosts you into the air. So you can get like a triple jump. So that's like, you know, you can do that, but you'll have less ammo, more reload time. So there's, there's all kinds of trade-offs. So I really nah, enjoy it. Nah, nah, <laughs> nah. I don't know. There, there were none of the things that I would see had any indication of what they were actually going to do for me. You know, I, I maybe I just wasn't playing long enough to understand what they meant. But a lot of the alternate weapons just kind of—I didn't even know how to equip them. To be honest, it's like <laughs> I, I don't even know what I'm doing here. Yeah, I, as a like walking into it for the first time, I was really confused about. Like, whenever I would see the description of the weapon that killed me, <laughs> it was, it looked like they had unlocked some stuff that was, like, seriously beneficial. Like, if I had it, I would be on a much more even playing field. Uh, so I felt like I was dying a lot just because I didn't have the thing that doubles my criticals or makes my criticals more common or yeah, shoots faster or lights people on fire with its shots sometimes like those didn't seem like they were being balanced downward you know if it lights someone on fire sometimes or i'm not sure if that's an actual perk they can do but you know it didn't seem like there was a and it shoots half as fast or something it see it really did seem like getting those upgrades was worthwhile beyond just specializing your gun to your style or something yeah i don't know like i've I have a lot of those things and there's, there's, you know, there's a lot that I don't even want to use just cause I'm like, I don't freaking want to deal with the negative side effects of that. Like there's one for the, um, the soldier with the rocket launcher where it, every time you hit someone, it heals you like 10 points, but you only have three rockets. So you don't, you miss the fourth one. So you have to reload more often. So you can't really like, it's hard to like take down people, but you might survive longer. So a lot of the stuff's like really situational too. Like it might be more beneficial to use it here, but not all the time. So they're they're not just like straight upgrades. It kind of kind of depends. But yeah, sometimes you do get killed by stuff, and you're like, damn, that's actually a 
I mean, it could be a lot better for that situation that he's he's in right there. I don't know. Every time I died, I just looked at the thing and said, "I don't even is that still a rocket launcher? I don't know what that is." Yeah. <laughs> and I'm look I'm looking at the buffs that are attached. I'm like, I don't even know what what these buffs are. What, what does this mean? Yeah, and like that's, all I know is I died. <laughs> that, that's kind of my main gripe with the game nowadays because I played it, you know, a long time ago, and I've been revisiting it kind of every year or so. But yeah, there's just so much stuff in the game now. Like, you don't even know what the freaking weapons do. Like, so the descriptions, like, they keep adding in, like, different stats and all kinds of stuff. And then you got, like, yeah, the, the way the models, you don't even know what it does. And then you throw on top of it all the hats and crap that are throwing all these special effects. And then it's just, like, you don't even know what the hell's going on sometimes. So I, I can, I think the entry point, entry level now is a lot higher than it used to be just because there's so much new stuff in the game that it's it can be a lot it can be pretty intimidating to just start into that yeah i will give you guys that (laughs) (laughs) something something's better than nothing um so to finish off the rest of the the characters heavy i remember killing a shit ton of people with the heavy but like with the pyro it just didn't had no meaning it did i was bored i'm just like i'm just sitting here holding down the chew everyone up button there's no I don't feel like I'm actually like killing them because I'm any better. I'm just, I'm able to hit, take more damage and I got a medic on my ass. They just happen to be unlucky enough to turn the corner and get mowed down. Like this isn't, there's nothing fun about this. It'd be like, like those missions in some, you know, first person shooters where they'll, they'll let you take control of a turret on the wall. Those sections aren't fun. They're just boring because they have a constant line of enemies running at you and you're just holding down the button until they stop. Yeah, I wasn't too big a fan of the heavy either. I think it's my um, literally my least played class. Yeah, engineer was boring as shit. Oh my god, <laughs> I was so bored. Engineer is so fun. You just no, you just sit there and you just hit something with a with a wrench and watch other people go and have fun. Oh, let me put a teleporter up so fuckbag twenty one can go to the front line and die faster. Here, I'll put up your stupid <laughs> healing system so you can get more stuff. Here, I'll put up my turret. And watch it kill for me. Woo. No, no. Engineer was not fun. I got very annoyed with the fact that I would spend all that time putting the stupid turret up. And then some asshole would come around, either a spy or just, you know, one guy noticed my turret and just blew it up. And it's like, okay, that took me five minutes. Now I have to do that again. I may have had a minor chance to go do something on my own. But no, now I have to go build the turret again. And I'm not even sure if it's helping. No, yeah. that I was so bored. <laughs> um, the medic was even worse. I I almost fell asleep playing as the medic. It was awful. Just <laughs> my entire existence is looking at someone else's asshole. Woo. <laughs> Healing somebody who's better than me. <laughs> yeah, right. Like here, let me make sure that you can have fun. Thanks. <laughs> um, and the spy was almost as boring as the medic. Now, maybe with the better watches to go invisible, it may have been more fun, but I just felt like I was sitting behind enemy lines, sitting there, doing nothing, waiting for someone to come out so I could just get one quick kill and maybe go back and hide for another 15 minutes. I did actually get a shit ton of kills um, in my game as the spy. I got 15, but I was bored because it's like, okay, well, yeah, I have an opportunity to keep stabbing people in the back but the majority of my time is watching other people have fun. And I don't feel like I'm making an impact. Okay, I took out their their health regen or whatever, but 
I feel like someone shooting a couple grenades around the corner could have accomplished that faster because it took me 10 minutes to do it. (laughs) And the last one was the sniper, which this is out of order. I think sniper comes before spy, but I'm leaving them for last because I distinctly remember when I first played the game, I hated playing as a sniper, but this was my early days of first person shooter on, on the PC. So I wasn't as good at mouse shooting. Um, I got, 20 kills in my game as as a sniper and like died once or something but that doesn't make it any less aggravating that the stupid gun has to charge before it'll do enough damage to kill someone so i understand you want to make sure that i can't just sit there and pick off headshots because i'm quick at shooting however can my base damage still kill someone if i hit them in the head please what is the point of having a sniper rifle if i shoot someone in the face and it doesn't kill them so it, only on the weaker classes can you insta headshot, but when they have more health, then you have to wait longer. But what's a weaker class? I'm not going to go and snipe out medics or an engineer around the corner. I want to kill the guys who are killing my team. You got to if you take out the medic though, then nobody's getting healed, and so they'll get whittled down. Or you take out the engineer, nobody's fixing his stuff. I sniped anyone I could get at, but point point still remains: charging sniper rifle is a silly idea. Um, I don't know, Brian. And maybe you're just bad. Maybe you would have I, fun more if you were better. As I said, I was good. I got a decent amount of kills and died almost none. So that can't be it. Mm, yeah, first time it. I was playing as a sniper, I wrote down in my notes, I killed three people in 10 seconds. So done. Yeah. I wasn't bad. There you go. Although you have to take my word that I'm not just making shit up. <laughs> sure. I, I did hear you flip some pages to add to your... You know your ruse yeah. here. Uh, you yeah. like that? Yeah, that's that's like? really cool. It's like you're. Check it sounds like you're here. fact checking yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I actually was. Um, <laughs> last before we um we go on to further down the line here, I just wanted to go back to level design real quick. Um, unless we have anything specific we want to talk about with the characters, because I mean we could we could dive really deep into each one of them, but unless you've got a specific thing to to come back at me about every one of them was boring and that's (laughs) that's pretty that's pretty much fed into everything i've had to complain about the game so far as just it's not fun and i'm bored yeah i think we talked enough about the the the, the design of what the game's going for so yeah so with the level design these levels are so confusing there were so many times that i would start the match And maybe I was looking away because the match takes forever, you know, watching a video or something. And then I'd look back and go, and my team's gone. I have no idea where to go. And I'd spend a good five minutes. I could hear them. I could hear them all in the other area having fun and throwing party hats into the air and screaming for the medic. But I could not find them. It it was so unintuitive how you would move from one section to the other. I could not stand that. And on that related topic... Why in the hell does it take so long for the game to start? It takes 30 seconds for the game to reload, even if it's the same map. Then it asks you to sit there for another minute. And I think there's even another one after that where you're just like, it's just constantly loading, 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 loading. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm not I'm not really a big fan of the huge startup, but it does give the other team time to, to set up. Right, but could you just like, couldn't you just start me somewhere closer or i i don't know it i didn't like the standing on opposite sides of a literal locked gate 
waving our asses at each other and making hooting noises. Right. So, question, Kevin. I don't remember a minimap. Is there a minimap? I don't remember that either. Um, I don't think so. Yeah, I feel like there wasn't, and I'm pretty sure that uh, that would be very nice for people who are trying to play the game <laughs> who aren't familiar with the maps so much yeah. just because you could, you know, at least see where your team is. Yeah, the layout is, is pretty confusing. I will give you that because you have to look around, like look at the arrows, and that's really not descriptive <laughs> enough sometimes. No, it's very much not. Yeah. All right, so before we move on to any other topics, I, I really do want to focus in on this whole uh, enormous loading time that each game takes and the way they make you go through like various loading screens before it starts. I get at the beginning of the game, sometimes it needs to like load up a map you may not have or get some anti-cheat bullshit or, or whatever it is that it's loading when you start. But what I don't understand is why is it when you come into the game, you stand around for 60 seconds, and then it makes it reload again, then you stand around for another 30 seconds, and then the game actually starts. I, I kind of understand the 30-second bit of give the engineers a chance to go build shit and get everyone to where they need to be, but what's up with the the beginning one? Why, why do I have to sit there for 60 seconds and do nothing? They, they lock you in a room and say, stand here and belly dance to each other. Yeah, I mean, I think that's like just the player loading. Like, they're just trying to get people to join the game. So it's like in Battlegrounds when you just sit there for like, you know, 60 seconds, wait for everyone to get into the game, and then it goes... But it is kind of annoying if you have to wait there for a long time. Then it resets, and then you're like the defenders, or you're the attackers, and then you just wait there for another 60 seconds. Yeah, it's kind of annoying. I feel like, and maybe I'm, I'm remembering it wrong, but it, it felt like it was doing it even in the same match. Like, I was doing the capture the point one, and it, it felt like we had just finished that section, and it was moving on to section number two out of the five or whatever it was per game. But it would still put that loading in at the beginning, even though the teams were already decided and filled. Like, I played as blue team the whole way through. It might just be for consistency. Um, I assume that they have to, they want to make sure, like, the connection for everyone is still, you know, optimal and all that kind of stuff. So maybe it's just, would you rather sit at a loading screen or would you rather stand in an empty room? Well, empty of enemies, anyway. Uh. Yeah, I think I, it's it still allows for more people to join the game between those map loads, too. I think that's the main thing. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think it's a very good opportunity for you to realize what the game actually is at this point. Like, <laughs> when I was sitting there, I I realized that the game doesn't really seem to have any passion anymore because these people have been playing it for 11 years straight. It's just a bunch of people grinding over and over again doing the same thing and you can tell by the way that they you know immediately run up to the gate and start dancing at each other and doing whatever the fuck it is they're not they're not actually playing anymore this is just their their routine they're not doing this belly dance thing because it means something or it it actually has any value to the game they're doing it because it's what you do when you play team fortress i mean the grind's pretty fun (laughs) <laughs> you got your setup. You, I mean, there's nothing else to do, so you're like, all right, it's just a typical thing. I mean, I don't know. I don't see a problem with that. They're just but enjoying it, the game. Just let them enjoy the game, Brian. But it comes in the, at the end of the game too. Whenever everyone's done, there's no, there's no real trash talking or 
or anything. It's just a bunch of people immediately hit the end of the game, go GG, or wow, look how close that was. To which I go, of course it was close. We've just been sitting here standing on a different end of the room, being having the room move around, and arbitrarily firing shit at each other. <laughs> there, there doesn't ever seem to be a point where, oh, we won because we did this. It's not, man, that was such a good move that our team made to flank around the side and get behind them. It was, we won because someone decided they needed to go get a sandwich because they realized they haven't eaten in 12 hours and, and they lost a few people on their side. Right. If it was at the beginning of a game, like, I don't know, if it was real like strategy between the team members and you had this like 60 second window of, all right, we need planning. Yeah, we need like three of these guys. We need two of those guys. You're going to follow this guy. You know, like we need two squads and we're going to come up this route, which we're so into the game that we know the name of each area. So we'll just tell you which area to go to. You know, like if that was the kind of culture that was in TF2, then I would be down with it because then right. I would be sitting there. I would go, hey, I'm a noob. And then they would all shit on me and say, well, just be the soldier and follow this person and try not to get in the way. And then I would slowly come into the culture and understand what's going on and how to play the game. But since that's not how it works, it kind of makes it difficult <laughs> to justify why you would spend so much time twiddling your thumbs at the beginning of a round. I mean, at least stick both teams in the same room at the beginning of the loading screen so they can shoot each other. Right. Yeah, I mean, right. which is also pointless. <laughs> I mean, when it does the, well, some, I think some maps actually do have that, some servers. And then you can also, in the loading at the beginning, I'm pretty sure you can run around outside and actually start fighting before the game starts. And then you go back to the 60 seconds inside. So it's for some maps, it lets you do that. But I don't know. I think um, at least the, the culture used to be that way, I know. Or like, it really depends when you're picking like public servers. It's just like with any game where you don't, you know, you could get really all these tactical people who are helping you out and they're all serious or you could get a bunch of like douchebags who just like just do the dances and just don't really care at all. Like I've had some some really fun games where, yeah, in that pre-planning stage, everyone's like, all right, like we need like some more medics. Like there's been times where everyone's picked the same class because everyone's just like everybody just be a heavy and then everyone gets on board and then just rushes out or like there is like some strategy there. But but that's not a strategy. That's. That's like light tactics. <laughs> well, you're saying you're saying like, oh, we can't do any planning before there. It's like, no, you can. You can do planning. You can plan on your classes, and then you can also. There's usually multiple doors to go out of, so you can kind of pick what your strategy like is. Like, are you going to do a flank around the side? Like, sometimes you can like coordinate that stuff, especially if you're like the support classes, because you have to go with the other people to help them for that. And there's been there's been games that have been won by like single like pivotal moments. Where you know everyone's locked down around a corner because they have all these sentry guns, and you use the the Uber on the medic, and he goes distract, or the scout goes and distracts, and then everybody rushes in. So like, I don't know. I think I think some games it's definitely just like combined mass of just random people shooting things that you, you knock off the right people and everyone pushes through. But I've definitely seen like some really good strategies, like people coordinating, and they're like, all right, you run in here to distract over here, then the spies going to try to distract the engineer and take stuff out as everyone else rushes in to just overwhelm them like there's there's definitely some strategy there i think you know nowadays either you know not enough people are playing it um or like it just it just randomly depends on the servers i don't know 
See, I I think the point that we made earlier though about this being the the name of the game is Team Fortress Team. Yeah. And yes, you you have teams, but it's in name only. I would say what you're talking about, where you know something was decided based off of you know we had the right amount of things here and and people happened to flank. I think that was happen chance. It wasn't because any overlaying commander said, "Hey, let's do this." And it, but it, and it wasn't like people realized and talked about it and said, "All right, we need to move here." It was an accident. It happened uh. because people were playing within their roles and happened to go in the right direction. And I bet you that probably was like honestly back in the day, one out of every fifty times you played, and the other forty nine were probably what I experienced, which was just two different colored bricks going like this against each other for thirty minutes. I don't know, Brian. I don't think you're. I don't think you're looking in the right places for the teamwork. Like, I mean, I don't think there's really that many other games out there where, you know, everyone's on the voice chat and you guys are all strategizing. Where like every single round is like that, where you have like commanders and squad leaders and stuff. Like, even in games like Battlefield or even like an Arma, like you know, maybe like the military sims that happens in. But I think the cool thing with TF2 is like, yeah, everyone's everyone's playing their roles. But I don't necessarily think that that's really a bad thing or that, you know, no one's actually thinking about the team when they're playing in their roles. Like, I think a lot of it kind of just comes out of the gameplay of the teamwork. Like, if I see everyone's trying to push through this thing and they're getting stopped by, like, a sentry gun, I'm like, okay, maybe I'll go spy and I'll go try to take it out so people can run past it. Like, and we can get around that corner. Or, like, if everyone's going around here, I'm like, hmm, I'm going to try to flank over here because they're pinning down everyone over here and I'm going to, you know, lob some grenades behind it. And I think like it evolves that way where people just read the situation and they're not just like, I'm just going to run into this grind machine and just keep dying. Like, I think if you look closer, you'll see people actually trying different strategies to get around or like grouping up with people to go. And it's because the, you die so fast. It's like, it might be kind of hard to see because you're just respawning constantly. But I don't know. There's definitely more strategy than just like keep popping around a corner and just shooting stuff. And everybody's doing that, well, and nobody else cares about what's going on. The best I can say is maybe when you were playing it back in the day, that was true. But I do not think that's what I experienced while I was replaying it recently. Yeah, I think the core question here is, when people play TF2, is the goal to win the match? Or is the goal to do what you know whatever it is that people do when they play a first-person shooter, kill stuff, get good, you know, fun moments happen? Like, what... Is the goal when you start the game to actually win the game or is the goal to play the game as like a solo player on like average? I mean, I think the, I mean, the point of the game is to win because I mean, you lose and then you just get to slaughter the, the other team and like, you don't, you don't want to lose. Like I don't, there's some fun moments to be had, but I think everything, all the roles are about trying to win. But why then yeah. would you end up in games where and it happened frequently when I was playing, and I remember you and Mark complaining about it, where you actually have to tell people to play as medic. If that were true, then you would have people going, ah, shit, everyone's dying, we really need another medic, I'll go be a medic. Yeah, I mean, well, now you're just talking about human beings. <laughs> like, this isn't like Team Fortress, this is just like, you're, you're like blaming people for wanting to have fun. Well, but but I can't play roles. alone. I can't play this on my own, so if I want to play the game, part of the game is interacting with internet people and if the game isn't able to actually enforce that then it's still 
part of the game's problem. It may not be necessarily Valve's fault, but it still is a reason why I don't want to play the game. It's still a problem with the game if if people are just assholes. Yeah, if it's not a problem with the culture. Because, for instance, uh, when I play something like, or when I used to play like Halo 2 or whatever, yeah, you'd get some dicks every once in a while, but most of the time people would be attempting to work together. They may have been bad at the game, but you know, you could still see that people were mad when their team lost. A good game was not (laughs) something that was very common in the post chat. Um, Usually people are pretty angry when they lose. Whereas I didn't feel that with TF2. I felt more like, you know, people were just having fun while they played it. And that's cool and all. That's just not appealing to me necessarily. If I'm going to be playing a team-based game, I'd like to like to see some salt at the end and i'd like to see some you know rematch kind of thing going on where people are really trying to to push the team mentality and change their 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 game based on you know who they're playing against i guess Hmm. again not necessarily their fault it's just a reason why i don't want to play that game yeah i mean it just it just seems to be i mean because this is it's like 11 years after it came out or something so the people who are playing it for right like right now i think they're just like, this is my game. I like to just play it. And they're not as fired up about it as they used to have been. Like back when I played it, like there were matches where you're just like, you really don't want to lose. And it gets like, it can get like pretty crazy. But I don't know. There was never like that much like smack talking in it too much anyway, I don't think. But at least from my experience. But well, there's a lot of racism in it. Just so you know. <laughs> yeah. I, there yeah. was not a <laughs> single game that I didn't see the N word in bold written at least once in the game chat just to say it It wasn't they weren't calling someone that they weren't nothing it just just the word right there oh yeah totally team fortress's fault that doesn't happen in any other game no 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 i'm just (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't i feel feel like a lot of the stuff isn't really related to the game it's just like how people are playing the game now 11 years later and i don't i don't think you can really compare any other games out there that are still have active servers you'd probably find like a similar thing because i still could have found it fun if i felt like i was doing something in the game and and felt like there was an impact to my to my contribution i I can deal with assholes in games i mean i played the shit out of halo and there were tons of assholes in that and i still had fun with it a lot of fun with it the problem here is there's no impact to anything you do every class is boring to play as and even whenever you do kill someone there's almost no feedback for it. There's like, ah, oh, yeah, that guy died. Meh. Yeah, it's not. It's not like you get to pick up their gun, or you know, like it's not like there's. It actually an, a stops big, the flow of right, people. Like there's an opening now because they have to. They're slow and they start at the back, and there's a limited amount of people or something. It does. I agree. There's. It's kind of hard to make a dent in in the defense or offensive line because there's so many people. So you don't feel like you're making that much of an impact. And maybe if you had a different mindset, it would feel differently. Yeah. I mean, I think there's there's some like in, insanely good players that in certain situations they can, you know, really like you know, take a lot of people or prevent people from moving. But I think that's why this game's different because there's a lot more support-based stuff. And then there's also like you can't just go on a giant killing spree like every single time you'll have to like rely on other people to also be attacking at the same time if you want to actually push people back 
and you can't just like lone wolf it. I think that's where that's like one of the encouraging parts with the team play is like you want to have other people going with you because if you're by yourself, almost any class can take you out if they're good enough. Yeah, so that's yeah, yeah. Oh, anyway, <laughs> I think I don't even know yeah. how we got to where we're at at this point because we started complaining about one thing and we are totally in a different realm. Um, so going back quite a bit now, Eric had mentioned the fact that he did not like the fact that there was no mini map, which I think is a good way to start talking about the interface. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, is when he said that, it took me a second. I'm like, no, there must have been a mini map. And I thought about it. I'm like, no, because if there was, I wouldn't have gotten lost so many times. And now that I think about it, there also wasn't a map at all. There was no way of looking up where I was and where I needed to be. So the only way you would learn where things are is just by blindly running around and hoping you're following the sound of death. So what the fuck? Why is there no mini-map? Like, it's been a while since I played a first-person shooter that doesn't have a mini-map. And it's not like it was a thing of the time that people just didn't include mini-maps in first-person shooters. We know that um, Call of Duty's been doing it way before 2008. 2008's when this came out, right? Something like that. 2007 2007 yeah. yeah and halo's been doing that as well from the beginning and you know they're both influential in the genre you can't say that well that's just call of duty who likes that you know like right that it's pretty clear that perhaps not in call of duty that the mini map was that helpful in figuring your way around the map but definitely in halo because there's multiple levels so and although all you get out of halo is at least in the earlier Halos, all you got was where your teammates are and where the enemy are. That would be so nice in terms of Team Fortress, because at least you would know, like, okay, there's a mass of my people over here. That probably means that the enemy's near there, or at least that's the direction we're headed, because I'm not seeing anyone right now. Right. Yeah. Like, I will say, like, that's one of the annoying things about, especially the larger maps, is that there's so many different routes to take and so many like hidden things that it can kind of be pretty hard to figure out where you're going, especially if it's a new map, which is probably like all new maps for you guys. Yep. So yeah. So that's like, once you learn the maps, like you'll kind of realize that they're actually like not that big and it's easy to kind of get around. But yeah, the initial part, especially the ones where like you're pushing through like five or six points and then you just kind of got to remember to follow the people. Cause then if you, if you don't, then you might just get lost or something. So yeah, I think having a map button might have been pretty helpful. I think a mini map, I think a lot of times the encounters are so close that, or the, and sometimes the maps are so small that you don't really need to be that situationally aware of like what you can't already see because most of the time that's that's it. But I would say, yeah, like for the, the bigger maps and stuff, it, it would have been a lot more helpful. So otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, I think the user interface is pretty nice. I mean, just aesthetically, I think it, works out pretty well and the way they i think they for like health bars it's not really a health bar it's just like a a number count um which works because everybody has different maxes so you just gotta at least as somebody who kind of walks into it blindly every time i just gotta make sure to look down and see where exactly my health bars maxed out at um at the beginning of the round Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i think that's a good way of doing it otherwise there's really not that much information on the user interface i don't think it's very minimalistic i I don't remember the in-game gui was pretty fine it kind of gave me all the information that i needed to know for the most part um but i 
did find it and i could be remembering wrong but i i know i died a lot without really realizing how close to death i was um and maybe it's just because i've gotten used to the more modern shooters where they make your eyes bleed whenever you're almost dead <laughs> yeah or yeah. or at least there's there's another indication like in halo they don't, may not do that but there'll be like a a beeping noise that your shield went down or something to let me know hey you're you're about to die you need to watch it right it's hard to have like the oh no oh no oh no feeling Panic without mode, actually right. looking at your health bar and noticing you're starting you know you're getting low yeah. and that's a minor gripe i i have to be honest I, you could easily just say well look at the health bar you noob stop <laughs> stop expecting <laughs> the game to tell you everything or you could easily say oh well that's not annoying but the ringing when you shoot someone is <laughs> the answer is yes <laughs> <laughs> one of them yeah. is important information <laughs> right <laughs> a little speck in the middle of my reticle that lets me know when i hit someone has worked in all the other games i don't need you ringing at me uh, I um, found it. I found it useful. We've already we've already put that one to bed. I think. <laughs> yeah. It's still annoying as fuck, and that's all that matters. <laughs> I do in, intend if I can actually find the audio clip to potentially throw that in here randomly so that the the listener realizes <laughs> oh, should, how annoying it is too. Yeah, we should have just put it over like the audio randomly throughout this. <laughs> yeah. That would be funny. Whenever someone makes a, a point. Bing. <laughs> that might be too annoying, though. I don't want to turn people away. That would be really annoying. <laughs> yeah. To, just to make your put, point, the editor's point. <laughs> yeah, I'll put it at the end, maybe just right before the outro song. Just. <laughs> yeah, get the get the minigun. Hitting <sighs> someone. <laughs> no, the pyro's the worst. I oh. think the medic should ring every time you're healing someone. Oh, that's. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone should hear it. That'd be freaking annoying. But back on topic, um, the I do have a problem with the rest of the GUI, though. In-game, it was fine, but when it came time for me to actually start a game, there were just level upon level upon level upon level of things I had to go through just to get into a game. And then when I wanted to change something, I, I think it took me five sub-tabs before I could find where the option was to turn off the ringing whenever I shot someone. Or I guess I had to turn it back on because it remembered that I turned it off when I last played. Like, what the hell is up with that? And I almost felt like multiple times as I was doing that, they were just using it as an opportunity to ask me for money. Like, hey, you could be having so much more fun if you just bought this gun. Or, hey, don't you want to buy a loot box? Or, you know, you could be playing these other game maps or game versions. Come on, Dosh, cough it up. Yeah, I will say... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, do you remember any of what I'm bitching about right now? Like, kind of. And almost, like, not really, because they actually, like, overhauled their whole interface, I think, like, a, a few years ago. Before, it used to just be the bare-bones, like, source game interface, ah. that, like, Zombie Panic, where you just have, like, five little buttons on the left. They're super freaking tiny. And you yeah, have this like I know exactly what you're talking about. Really old looking server browser, and like that was it. So like that's that's what it used to be. And then I hadn't played it in like a year or two, and then I came back and I was like, "What is all this flashy crap with giant big buttons and like little ads for new boxes and updates popping up in my face all the time?" Like it took me a long time to figure out how to just like join a freaking game right. through the old browser because I was like, 
well no i want to i want to play on the servers i want to play on not like oh i couldn't even find the server browser i just clicked (laughs) matchmaking go like i don't know what's happening i'm just gonna try and get into something yeah it took a while to actually figure that out so i don't i'm not really a fan of of the new one but i mean it is i guess more i don't know it's not really user friendly or i guess it is for people who just want to start a game instead of looking at like 300 servers and you're like what am i supposed to do and all the maps are like in these weird underscore syntax and crap <laughs> so it's, it's i guess it's more friendly for new users but yeah for me i i didn't really like it it was hard to get to what i needed to actually modify same thing yeah. with the settings but. i also couldn't figure out how to how to change out my guns like i found the the place where they were but I, I just couldn't figure out what I needed to do to pick a different one. And maybe I just didn't have any, but I I played the game enough with you guys that I could have sworn I had at least like another bazooka or something. Yeah, I'd always forget what button to press to bring that up that menu. Because it was <sighs> that, yeah, that was really annoying because they just assigned <laughs> it to a key. And it's like one of these changes the team you're on, one of them changes the like select your class. And then I think one of them was like modifying your current layout or something i was just like what the hell like i always forget which one it was yeah and that's that's the kind of level of bullshit that eventually makes someone like me go you know what i'm not actually having fun so i don't feel like figuring out your confusing gui so i'm just gonna leave and go play something else yeah i think overhauling the um like menu interfaces is something i've seen in a couple games at i mean most recently i saw it in counter-strike they completely changed it. Previously, it was a, I mean, it sounds kind of like what Kevin's describing, um, where pretty much minimalist, you know, just a few tabs, kind of looks like a, a website almost. And uh, then they completely overhauled it to look like Call of Duty, essentially, you know, like <laughs> where everything's kind of, well, not exactly like Call of Duty, but like everything's kind of uh, primary colors and like you click on the different the different uh, zones instead of tabs, you know, to get into. Mm -hmm. But the thing about (laughs) tabs is it's evident how to get back where you came and where you are, you know? Right. But whenever you have to go into different menus that completely change to, like, be just about that thing, it becomes really frustrating if you knew how to use the previous system. I understand the reason why games like to update like that. It just looks like... A more modern game that way but in terms of like having intuitive interface it kind of shits the bed if you ask me yeah agreed for that <laughs> interesting and you, you just mentioned the the controls where there's you know certain buttons to bring up different things overall i don't have anything to say about the controls because they were it's a first person shooter with mouse control with the keyboard it works however i do need to complain about one thing no, no, sorry, two things. First, why the fuck is crouching assigned to the shift key at, by default? <laughs> I thought you were going to say something about the crouching. Because there's really? no sprint? You, but <laughs> why not control or C? Why why shift? Yeah, I don't remember if I actually changed it to control or if I got used to it. Because I think in for me, for this game, you do a lot of of crouching uh specifically crouch jumping i don't know if There's you crouch jumping in this 
Yeah, so it's oh. it's how you get on a lot of different objects and crates. That and would crap. explain why people are getting the things I couldn't get to. I thought they were just bazooka jumping or something. Yeah, I mean, it's sometimes I guess for that too. But yeah, a lot of the things that you get on, you have to crouch jump. And it's just a lot easier to hit the shift key. <laughs> so I think I actually left it like that. But yeah, so that's... Uh, Interesting. Yeah, it's probably not a very satisfying answer, but there you go. <laughs> I had no idea there was crouch jumping. Uh, also, to harken back to Quake, did you know that alt makes you move with the mouse? Wait, <laughs> what? That for the, yeah, that was game? a thing. For this game, correct. Wait, what does pressing alt do? It makes it so that your mouse moves your character oh my god not looking why yeah <laughs> no <laughs> i don't need that coming so it's, back oh my so god. it's not just quake's fault <laughs> team fortress was doing it too wow that that's some insane backwards compatibility with people who freaking like that or something i don't know yeah that's crazy i found that and i was like because i think i accidentally hit it one time i don't know why probably going to jump and i was like the fuck is happening right now <laughs> i feel like i'm playing quake <laughs> you know for those people who like to aim with arrow keys yeah or page up and page down yeah <laughs> well you need you need the arrow keys and page up and page down <laughs> wow that's that is ridiculous uh, yeah uh. and uh last but not least f to inspect my gun really okay like, that feature was it needs not to be in the game it it needs to be right there, right next to my primary movement keys, F, so I can look at my machine gun and go, ooh, look at all the detail, ooh. It, it, it's a thing, man. So especially when you're recording stuff, like to be able to show off your gun and stuff, uh, it's just a, it's something that people like to do, especially for like, you know, videos. I didn't even think, I didn't even think of that. Or when people are spectating you or are forced to spectate you because you died. Yeah, it's I, all about showing off your cosmetics. Cross, that didn't even cross my mind. Yeah. Yeah, there's even a button to take your hat off and inspect it. It's H. Wait, really? No, I'm making that up. Oh. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> Should have left that. I would have bought it. <laughs> like, god damn it, game. Is there one to take off your shirt, too, and look at it? <laughs> they reassign that to the R key, because you need to do that way more than you need to reload. <laughs> Jeez, I didn't... So... It could have been in there. Maybe I just never freaking used it. I feel like that's a more recent feature. Feature quote that I, <laughs> apparently people asked for. I don't. I'm sure they did. I mean, yeah. there's really nothing wrong with being able to do it. It's just annoying that it's such a useful button that could right. be used that's for something else. Me. Not that there's that many like other things you can do, like utilities that you a can grenade. toss down that aren't already assigned to a button. Yeah, I, mean, I think TF2... For that grenade. Grenades. Get <laughs> off the grenades, man. They're yeah. never coming no. back. It's not a part of Team Fortress, according Nobody to Kevin. Grenades, man. That's why I'm not playing it. <laughs> Going down on the record, that is the reason I won't play TF2. Just be the grenade boy, and then you can be grenades all day. Yeah. No, it's not as satisfying. <laughs> <sighs> uh. <laughs> You can make it so that everybody else, it's like a new utility thing. Like instead of healing people, people will yell out grenade and then you'll throw the grenade where they, where they want it. That could be already <laughs> a chat. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it is. Probably not. Nobody wants more grenades already. <laughs> oh man. So how about them graphics? So here's, here's an interesting thing before 
anyone gets into that. So the graphics used to be a lot better if you found it to be kind of crap, which, you know, it's all very cartoony. So it's like, it's kind of hard to tell, but they've actually been scaling the graphics back to make it like run more efficiently. And also because they're introducing more stupid hats with all kinds of particle Aww. effects and crap on it. So there's Aww. actually, there was actually like this, this whole like controversy and stuff. Cause they used to have like really cool, like reload animations that you know, you see like each bullet, you know, going into the chamber as it rotates around. And now it's like the person will open it and they'll just already be in there. And they just start like stuffing, you know, the polygon thing into it. And like everything's gotten less detailed. So I'm actually like really annoyed that they did that. See, I would have been, you know, slow clapping at them for that if they were going to scale it back just for making the game run better. Because I can't stand it whenever games are sacrificing content just for the sake of graphics. But if they're doing that just for DLC loop crate bullshit, then I take that slow clap right back <laughs> and call them an asshole for that. Yeah, I don't know. They're, they're part of the problem if that's if that's the case. Yeah, I don't know if you can necessarily prove that's the reason, but if you were to chart graphical quality and amount of fancy hats in the game, you know, they'd basically just cross over, and so it's kind of suspicious. But <laughs> that's that's incredibly annoying. You can also run TF2 on like almost anything, so it is you know a lot easier on the computers to play. But I feel like it was because of the hats. I'll give them I'll give them half a clap. All right, what does that sound like? <laughs> <laughs> nothing <laughs> <laughs> oh that's that's interesting i mean in general the game looks fine um I, I don't have a problem with this particular art style it's nothing to write home about but it's not so atrocious that you kind of want to just stop playing so you don't have to look at it <laughs> um no there's really not much to say it's it's cartoony and it sticks with it although it is a little bit weird crossing the gore that they have in it with the cartoony graphics and i know they're doing that on purpose for the effect of you know i wouldn't call it shock but mm. whatever you want to call that because cartoon violence it, juxtaposition yeah there you go just that that's the word i want um because it is just kind of unsettling whenever you blow someone to pieces you're like oh yeah this is an incredibly violent game this isn't just <laughs> tom and jerry you know, violence that people, yeah, I guess people actually blow to pieces. Cartoon violence isn't quite the; it's just amped up cartoon violence, like uh, Happy Tree Friends or whatever that was called. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that's definitely what they're going for because they have all the videos where they introduce each character, and like some of them are pretty freaking dark. Like, <laughs> like the the one with the pyro where he's like a maniac and sees everything as like rainbows and he's like burning people alive and then like they show yeah. you like people burning alive and you're just like holy crap <laughs> i do remember that one that that was pretty funny yeah. and then like the <laughs> i think the soldier one is like he's talking to some recruits and then it's actually just like the disembodied heads of all of the people that he's killed on a fence you're just like okay <laughs> okay like it's i don't know i think it's a cool style <laughs> but yeah it's pretty i've never seen that one but I do remember the the pyro being insane. That was pretty amusing. Yeah. Um, I already harped on the audio annoying the hell out of me, so I don't think unless you have any points you want to make about how gushingly awesome it is. Um, I mean, aside from the little pinging, I think I think it was pretty good. Just all the different weapons had different noises, and the classes, all the vocals. 
I think were really good because you oh, had I like I found that annoying, very very <laughs> annoying to listen to everyone screaming medic. Yeah. yeah, but you know who's screaming medic. I know what kind of a person is screaming <laughs> medic. Sometimes it's the medic. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I really like that part just with the different voices. Like some of it, I guess, could get kind of annoying, like the the different dances you can do with people like talking or singing and stuff. But there's a lot of really good, like the contextual based, um, like preset voice comp things for like, you can say like there's a spy or like something else. And like people actually will listen to that and be like, oh crap, and like respond to it. So I think it's it's one of the few games I've seen people actually listen to what other, the other people are saying. It, I think if they weren't spamming it so much, I'd probably agree with you. Oh yeah. Because yeah. having, having a dedicated button for, or I don't even know how you used it. I, I hit it like once and couldn't figure out what button combination I used to get there. I think you had to hit like, one button maybe tab or something probably not tab and then it brings up a list and you hit what you want yeah it's but, like there's there's three different buttons for i think three different menus so yeah it is <laughs> right but if they weren't constantly just yelling all the time and it was only used when necessary like i actually need a medic fine that would make it'd be useful because it's a quick way instead of having to type into the team chat or or listen to all the bullshit on the audio but that's not what I saw. What I saw was people just hitting it all the time. Yeah, people would spam it a lot. They'd just be like, dispenser here, like just freaking everywhere. Yeah. One cool thing, though, is the, the spy command. If you point it at someone, when you press it, it'll say, like, that person's the spy, like, specifically. Hmm. So if you go to, a, like, a, a heavy and, be, and point it, they'll be like, the heavy's a spy, or, like, the medic's a spy, like, whatever class you're looking at. So that's pretty cool. Again, it... It would be helpful if it was used appropriately. Yeah. <laughs> so chalk it back up to assholes on the internet ruining a game. Yep. <laughs> well, making it worse, I should yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Having uh, fun? <laughs> no, no. Nice try. No. Okay, yeah, well. I mean, if your idea of having fun is annoying other people, then you're kind of just a douche. That's a lot of people, I feel like. See, your response well, should be out there. to get excited, you know. As they always say, the trolls win when you, they get a rise out of you, right? So if you can't beat them, you just got to get excited when you hear Medic and just join in, you know. <laughs> yeah, but what they're actually doing is depopulating their game and having less people <laughs> to play with. So it's only hurting them. I, don't I know. have plenty of other stuff to do. When I walk into <laughs> a game and i hear medic being screamed i realize i'm among my people <laughs> <laughs> yes nice. there we go so pointed question kevin yep did you think that when you ran the cursor across the different classes and it played different tones did you think that was cool wait what if you go to select the class selection and you move the cursor across the different classes it plays different musical tones oh i don't even know that okay well <laughs> now you know it do you think that's cool <laughs> it's a cool little feature yeah yeah all right that's typical okay <laughs> <laughs> presumably if you slide your cursor across all of them over and over again it makes a lot of noise right yes yes nice. it does nice yeah in general i think the sound design is pretty good I think it's pretty good nice i have very few things to complain about the audio i just uh i just want to chalk up to the you know kevin's kind of pretentious <laughs> <laughs> i have i have a big wall here that's just chalkboard paint and i have a tally going for 
every time Kevin says something pretentious about a video game. It's, it's pretty <laughs> okay. cool. Oh, okay. <laughs> no more space. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to open up a new wall. <laughs> oh, good lord. Oh, let me let me ask you guys, did you see any interesting uh wall sprays that people were doing? No, actually. I no one was doing that. Really? Um I don't know if they took it away or if everyone just stopped doing it cuz I I remember that was a big thing when we were playing together. Mhm. And there were a lot of people obviously putting porn up just to be like that. Yeah. Um no, I didn't see any of that this time. Huh. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, I think when I went back and played, there wasn't too much of it anymore. I wonder why. I mean, it's not like it's a bad thing. There's not porn all over the freaking walls and stuff. Honestly, it's or really pretty neutral. <laughs> 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 or at least not inappropriate stuff everywhere. I mean, it's it fits with the other juxtaposition of the uh, violence. So. Yeah, it, yeah, it does. Why not slap some boobs on the wall? Especially there's like funny videos where like a spy will creep back and put it outside their base and like people just go up to stare at it and they just backstab them. <laughs> <laughs> just keep waiting for people to do that. <laughs> like that's pretty good. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So that's kind of a segue into into the atmosphere. It seems like the char- the character of the community might be changing in terms of the social atmosphere, but I assume this is more about the actual uh, set up atmosphere like story wise or whatever um yeah. mm-hmm. gotcha so i don't know my opinion i never found any sort of context for what was going on that might have been my fault i probably should have you know watched some of these animations you guys are talking about for the intro to the characters maybe they would have a little more substance that way yeah the, not the, that i remember so the funny thing about the story is that so like there's basically no you know, if you want to go play a game, like it's not going to tell you what the hell's going on. You can just hop in, and it's like, oh, Red River's blue. Okay, whatever. But there's actually like an insane series of like graphic novels and comics and stuff that have like all this crazy backstory for like everything that's going on. Like every time they release an update for like new maps or like new items, they release like a comic book that will have like this sprawling story about like the red versus blue and like all kinds of crap so it's actually it's actually pretty crazy i haven't read all of them but i did follow a few of the updates and yeah it doesn't actually relate to what you're doing but it it is pretty funny though and like the character bios and stuff too so i, I think it it gives it a cool feel to it that there's like more stuff going on but you don't really have to care hmm. <laughs> yeah i mean that's fair i mean like having a broader universe to to play with is good in terms of like fandom and all that doesn't really speak to the game itself as much i guess right because i prefer my story and gameplay to blend not to be on two sides of a lock gate yeah (laughs) i see what you did there yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's that's pretty fair for the game itself yeah definitely the, the expanded universe around the game is really cool but yeah, inside of it, there's really nothing that's going to explain what the hell's going on. Yeah, I mean, I didn't expect there to be an actual story behind it, um, but it is one more reason why I got bored quickly and wanted to quit, because <laughs> there was yeah. nothing to keep me going. It was just like, oh, this is a never-ending battle between these 
exact same people with different colored shirts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. I'd rather them not like spam, like try and like overlay a story every time you're joining a matchmaking thing. It in my history, though. (laughs) Yeah. For the first time. And then you have to watch, you know, (laughs) then you have to sit through a 30 minute intro to why it's really important to take site B, but also site A is pretty cool too. You know, like, (laughs) (laughs) and then you have to stand around and then you have to stand around and then you get to play. (laughs) I think they actually, yeah, I think they actually did have an intro cinematic for each map that you could optionally watch before you picked your character. And I opted not to. Yeah, I think it's, it's either for the map that I think it might give like a flyover of the map or it's like explaining how like the game mode works or something like that. Ah, yeah. so it was good for me to ignore it. Yeah, I, you definitely I may don't. have actually watched it and been like, well, that was useless information. Let's go die. Yeah, I, I think it's just about the different modes. Like capture the, f- get, get in there and capture that flag. I'm like, okay, I don't freaking need a video for this. <laughs> I've, I've heard of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So it's not just stand around and shake my ass at the enemy. I have to capture a flag. What? what? No, that's that's revolutionary. I can't Innovative. That much. <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah. I think that's about all there is to say about that kind of stuff. Yeah. I I will say like just for like the overall feel of the game. I guess. I mean, like just for like the graphics and style. It's all based around the different characters and just how they have. You know, all the silhouettes are unique. All the sounds are unique. I think it was just really cool how they uh, managed to separate all the characters and then bring them all together with, you know, all the, the violence and the cartooniness. I think it's got a really good style going for it, which I really liked uh, when I was playing it. Yeah, my opinion, at least general feel for the game, is that it's definitely feels like a cartoon. It's definitely entertaining to watch move. I don't think that aesthetically, I don't think it has much of a problem if what you're saying is true kevin i'm sure it could benefit from those animations that may not be there anymore but in general i think that the game has a good feel to it um it would be nice if there was some sort of context for what was happening but because they don't give you that it just feels like a you know an online shooter that i'm getting into with i just overlay all my feelings about online shooters as to how it feels (laughs) (laughs) You know, they don't they leave that up to your imagination and, you know, prior feelings about this that kind of game. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I <laughs> it, it just felt meh. That's that's what it felt. It's meh. I don't really you know, if I'm if I'm gonna be doing a, a general online shooter without context, I'd like to have a map that looks different or, you know, something that kind of gives me some context as to why I'm doing it like Eric was saying, or Maybe everyone's clothes change whenever I move to a jungle versus a desert, but I guess I would ruin the hats. Uh, (laughs) Oh, don't worry. There's like jungle hats you can get. Yeah. I was worried about that. I mean, everyone was kind of just dressed like a tool the entire time. (laughs) So they just weren't getting into it. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. The sniper, you can get like an entire alligator suit for him. That's so dumb. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool, man. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, but outside of that, my the overall feel of the game was boredom. If I had to pick one word to describe it, boredom. Mm-hmm. That's how it feels. Why? Okay. Why is it that 
that you like the classes that I found the most uninteresting to play as. Treat this as if you're trying to make me buy the medic and you're going to get the money for me buying it. <laughs> why, why do you like playing as the medic and the engineer and, and the spy? Because all I felt while I was doing this was, why is this match so long? <laughs> it's still happening. Why is this still happening? Yeah. So I found with those classes, I found it just refreshing um, to just have a different set of objectives when you're playing. So it's not just like, I needed to shoot these people. Um, it's like, you know, you got to make sure they're healed. You got to make sure they're not going to die. You got to make sure that they you can, they can get transported and resupply ammo. You got to, you know, make sure you can, you know, take out defenses stealthily from behind, stuff like that. I think it, it was just like, it gave you a lot of variety versus just, you know, peeking around a corner, shooting people, which is why if you like look at my class, like distribution, it's like, you know, engineer and the spire, like at the top and like the heavy and like the soldier at the bottom, because it's just like, you're just shooting at people. And so I really liked the different variety you can get from that. And I'm just more of like a person who likes playing support characters. Like I just get satisfaction out of like throwing down med kits and like, you know, it doesn't always have to be like even on the iron sides, straight up action all the time. Like I can get points and support the team other ways. Like Battlefield Five, I'm gonna. I love building the things and putting down and healing and all that stuff. So, but do you have more fun playing as the medic in Battlefield or playing as the medic in Team Fortress? Uh, well, I mean, the medic in Battlefield just kind of like you throw on some med kits and then you're basically just a regular soldier. Well, right. it actually, there's a bit more with the revives and you know throwing smokes and stuff. So I think. That's pretty cool because I play Battlefield to get, you know, get in on the action, but also doing some support. And actually, with Medic and TF2, I didn't really play it too much, um, mainly because Medic is like really pivotal. And a lot of times, I just didn't want that responsibility. Because <laughs> <laughs> because then uh, people start yelling at you if you're not doing it right. It's like that and the Engineer are like the only class that people get like pissed off at because the Medic, you can have the invincibility mode that you charge up, and that's like game changing. Like, that is, like, the biggest game changer for changing the tide of the battle. And, like, if you screw it up, everyone gets pissed off. So I didn't want to deal with that crap. So I didn't really play him too much. So, like, I'd say Battlefield Medic was better. But, like, Engineer versus Engineer Battlefield, like, TF2 Engineers, I, I would I like him a lot more. Yeah, they're not really comparable, though, because Engineer and Battlefield is basically just go fix a, a tank if it happens to be nearby. Yeah. And that's kind of it. Yeah. I know you can, like, build more stuff and... You know, you give ammo and the engineer gives ammo and it's not really the same, but it's still like you're behind the scenes kind of building stuff. But you didn't find it boring sitting there having to continuously repair your turret every five seconds? Uh, so like sometimes, like if really nothing was going on, but for me, there was always some kind of satisfaction that like you're, you know, you're part of the defensive line, like you're holding it, like you're, you're still contributing even like if you're sitting there, you know, just hammering away at your sentry guns, you get everything leveled up. And then, you know, like a minute later, the, the front line comes to you. And then like your turret's the one stopping everyone. And everyone's healing up on your stuff. And everyone's teleporting the front lines because of you. Like if, if you don't have an engineer, like you're going to get steamrolled. So like it's a really pivotal class. So I, I kind of liked doing that stuff. Hmm. And just having the different, different options where like I don't have to be shooting people. I can focus on something else. Because a lot of times I don't like the super... I have to adrenaline filled shooting, jumping, bunny hopping type stuff. I'm like, I just want to chill, go build some stuff, <laughs> but still also contribute like a ton in terms of value for the from the defensive side. So, mm -hmm. 
So yeah, I just I just like that kind of the different type of gameplay that you can do. I don't know because I don't I like playing as those classes in other games. I don't know what it is about this particular one. Now that you've pointed it out, I don't know why this one bores me so much. In my opinion, hmm. <clears throat> the di- the difference is like when you play those classes in Team Fortress, it feels like your main role is to you know heal people or whatever whereas when you play other games yeah you now you have this responsibility and you can actually like at least in the newer battlefields you can walk up and actually keep like the front line healed which is something that you don't usually get and whenever you're playing as a soldier you really would like to have happen because it takes so long to get back to the front but while you can make that change you also get a different loadout so you can have fun because now I don't have to use a machine gun. I can use like a, a semi-automatic rifle, which other classes are barred access from. However, I don't think that the uh, in Team Fortress that it's significantly more fun to play with the kind of loadout that you get outside of the actual function of that class. You know what I mean? Yeah, they definitely, with TF2, they definitely, uh, the class rules are a lot tighter, like, you don't have as many options and like yeah you can't like another like like you're saying you can't just like switch your guns like that drastically and become like a whole different player like you're still always within your role um but there are like different weapons that let you kind of like have different types of styles of play but it's still like always within that lane like the medic has a bunch of different heal guns where you can like heal people you know faster but um you don't get the invincibility you just get like critical hits or like um with the pyro, you can get something that does more damage, uh, but you can't reflect projectiles. And then there's one where like you can reflect a ton of them, but it doesn't go as far, something like that. So there's always different like varieties within the class of themselves. But if you just don't like that lane at all, then like you're not, yeah, you're not gonna have as much fun. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. It's just in it feels like in other games whenever you choose a meta class you get something out of it you know like you get a different play style that includes killing people i guess and with team fortress if you want to try different methods of using medic you need to play long enough to happen to get a different kind of weapon oh yeah yeah i don't really like how the item drops kind of work where it just it, it on one hand you don't have to like level up so you're, it's not like this weapon could be locked behind like 20 hours of gameplay but on the other hand it's all just like random drops so it's kind of you might get a lot of stuff that you don't want um right you feel like you're not making progress towards something but at least it doesn't feel like it's forever barred from yeah. you yeah I, I mean i'd rather have like some have some more structure behind that but you do get a decent amount of items pretty frequently and you can trade them with people and stuff but i don't know if that happens anymore i don't think i got a single thing while i was playing huh might just be all loot boxes that you have to buy now. Yeah, sometimes you just get those too. Might as well just pay for the game. Right. If, well, <laughs> if that was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't uh, think geez. Yeah. I was gonna be like, I don't I don't know if it's there's more frequency of loot boxes after it went for your play, but but I still think I don't think you ever just get a loot box by itself. I think it, it always gives you a weapon and then you get a loot box. Like you don't have to buy them. Unless they change that recently too. As I said, I don't remember getting anything when I was playing. Oh. Hmm. Uh, anyway, have we uh, have we beaten this to death enough? Is there anything else anyone wants to say? 
Yeah, I think we're all good. Yeah, I think that's all. So let's uh let's do our our shittily worded overall ratings of the game. So yeah, what are the bins again? It's like we'll never play ever again um, on the shitty side. Then the upper shitty side is I don't ever want to play it again. But if all of my games I want to play disappeared, this would be the first <laughs> one to play. And okay. then same <laughs> inverse on on the good side. This is a game that I just continuously keep playing which obviously is what this is for you versus I had fun with it, but I don't need to ever play it again. Okay. You, you want to go first? Yeah. So if it's not obvious by me saying it <laughs> earlier in the podcast, I never want to play this game again. If I have the option, this is definitely not at the bottom, bottom of my list. It's, it's above dust force. I'll tell you that. Um, Whoa. It's above <laughs> dust force. Jeez. Yeah, I would rather go and play this again than play Dust Force again. Actually, I do forget how much you hated that game. So yeah, I, yeah this this just bored me. This didn't make me as mad as <laughs> Dust Force did, and uh, it wasn't the good kind of mad. It was the I'm aggravated and I want to stop playing kind of mad. <laughs> Not the oh ho boss monster, you killed me the last fifty times we tried this, but now I've leveled up a couple of times and I'm going to stomp you into now I'm dead. <sighs> No, not that. <laughs> so, yeah, this is... Team Fortress is is a game that I would imagine being shat out by a mediocre developer that for some reason other people think is the greatest thing ever, but I look at it and go, you guys do know that the, the gold that you're seeing is just spray on, right? This isn't real. That's my my long rating of the game. How's that? Okay, okay. I'd say um, if if given the opportunity <laughs> to play games after all the games that I actually do like have disappeared, I'd probably just not play. You know, if this was the only one that was left, <laughs> I'd probably just find other hobbies to work on. Uh, <laughs> Damn. However, I will say, if it was the game that my friends played. I wouldn't mind playing Team Fortress. It doesn't give me any individual appeal, but if it's for the social aspect, I don't think it's that bad of a game that I would that I would avoid it just that I would vo- avoid playing games with my friends just because it's Team Fortress. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean that's that's fair cuz I did play it for 16 hours or whatever with you guys for that exact reason. I was going to say to be fair, Brian did as well. I I did just keep hammering on the can we play something else? Can we play something else, please? <laughs> yeah. And for myself, um, I mean, obviously it's a positive thing. It's the whole freaking point of this podcast. But <laughs> I wouldn't say it's in my current like active lineup where I could just always go back and play and have the same amount of fun. I feel like there's been too much change from when I played. And I put in like freaking almost 900 hours. Mm-hmm. So I've kind of almost had like every single like possible experience I would want out of it already. And going back, like there's just no way it's, I'm going to replicate that. So, I mean, I put it at the top of my inactive, highly rated games, <laughs> but <laughs> it's not in like in my current lineup where I'm going to go back every now and again and be like, yeah, it's have two. All right. Like, I feel like I've, I've just done too much with that game. <laughs> so this is like a separate pillar. This is at the top of your, like, nostalgia games. Ones that you probably will never go back, but you remember having fun with them. Yeah, I've just conquered this game, basically, and 
there's not much reason to return to see all the new hats and crap that they just keep <laughs> adding. Like, just just let it go. But Kevin, <laughs> yeah, Kevin, you can literally shit rainbows and unicorns <sighs> if you pay five dollars. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fair. You can still you can still love a game, even if it's uh, not in your list anymore. There are games true. like that for Very me, true. obviously. Um, yeah, it's definitely in my all time like top ten games. But nine hundred hours, of course, it is. Yeah, I'm not gonna go play it really again, probably anytime soon. I, mean, I did go back and play it a bit for this, and I was just like, eh. Like, I feel like now, like I played it a lot back when I was like a teenager and stuff, and I just had like you know nothing else to do but now i'm just like damn like i could <laughs> i got 500 steam games i could be better using my time when i've already put 900 hours into this so. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. are you potentially opening yourself up to it was better when i had no other video games because that's what i just heard <laughs> no, 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 no 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 he already has other video <laughs> games and it's not worth playing this game when he already owns other ones that he hasn't played yeah, I've, I've, I've played this one to death too much uh-huh yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, I I heard not... what I heard. <laughs> I've got adulting things to do now. Okay. This is it's falling into the category of I remember that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Past tense, non-committal. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you want to give it a, a a title? Ooh, a title. Um best game ever yeah so definitely best best uh team-based arena game that i've ever played put it that way it's a lot of qualifiers but but (laughs) falling victim to the battlefield heroes where they just kind of keep putting so much crap in it that it starts to get a bit unrecognizable and then it's just not not as appealing anymore but still very good game still very good game i think that might be the longest rating we've ever given one (laughs) (laughs) Qualifying I'd, statement after qualifying statement. <laughs> I'd call it m- mediocre amongst free-to-play games. There you go. Whoa. There you go. Oh man. Mm. All right. I think uh, I think we definitely beat this to death. This is probably the longest podcast that we've put out so far, but whatever. Just in case anyone happened to pick up on it, halfway through we had to stop last time for various reasons you don't need to know about. And so we had to start up a week later, um, which is why we kind of don't sound right. I have allergies right now, and so does Kevin. So we're both a little nasally. But with that, that's also why it's probably so long, because we're back in the action of recording, so we're talking more than we probably should. But fuck it. It's free for you guys, so you should just be happy that you have something. (laughs) Yeah, be grateful. (laughs) Plebs. (laughs) Plebs. So, uh, as usual, if you guys want to look us up on Facebook, I am still rocking the Utter Descent Facebook user profile, and if you want to find things about the actual podcast on Facebook, you have to go to the page, Um, and if there's any comments, I will be commenting back as Utter Descent, and I don't care if that's annoying. (laughs) We are also on Twitter, you can follow us at Utter Descent. And uh, if you want to look us up on any other podcast sites, it's pretty much everywhere that you'd want to go, like Pod, Podbean, Stitcher, um, Google Play. Still not on Apple yet. They're still being dickheads about letting um, 
non-Mac users on for some arbitrary reason. Still, oh, and yeah, and we gotta we gotta wait until we hit Spotify's um, "You're good enough to be on our service" list. So we're not on there yet. So uh, yeah, in terms of any future stuff, um, just real quick. Obviously, we we finally got Eric to join us for this one. Eric and I are trying to do ones between each other. Kevin and I are obviously still working on games together. I did finally get Mark to play Planetary Annihilation with me for one game, and then he got frustrated and quit. Um, we were supposed to play another game on Friday, but for various reasons that, that didn't happen. Um, we're looking for another time. It was probably the douchiest thing I've done on an, on an RTS that wasn't against a computer player, and I kind of feel like an asshole for it, but it got him upset, and that's all that matters. Man, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, so, yeah, so Eric and I are doing, let's see, do you remember, Eric? Um, You're playing Seven Days to Die. Yeah. And Ooh. I'm playing Heroes of Might and Magic 5. And Kevin is working through Dark Souls, so. Working through the character building screen, more like it. That's what takes a bit. <laughs> You're going to be committed to this character for 80 hours, so. And one day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> and so you get 10 hours in and go, fuck. Yeah. And one day, um, perhaps I can get Brian to play Counter-Strike. I don't know if that's ever going to happen, though. I'll do whatever needs to be done for this podcast, but <laughs> Counter-Strike is a different level. I'll have to. Ooh, yeah. I'll have to work myself up to it. I want to do that one too. There we go. We could get another three-way on that one. We just got to make sure that one of us likes it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think right. I do. I think I could hold hold the liking side. I'll well, be in the middle. I don't know if, how I feel about it yet. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know after I've played it. It sounds like something I'm not going to be a fan of. Uh, Although it may bring out would. my my inner douche from my teenage years. So <laughs> true. But yeah, so that's that's the lineup. Uh, Kevin and I got to talk about what I'm going to play next, but we'll figure that out later. Um, otherwise, that's uh, what to expect. Hopefully, we'll be a little bit more consistent on putting stuff out now that we have more people involved. But it is what it is. We're not getting paid to do this. <laughs> Wait, what? So. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I spoke too soon. I was supposed to wait until he left before I said that. <laughs> so with that, I think uh, I think we're good, and we will catch y'all next time. All right. See you guys later. Yeah, see ya. Roll outro.